thanks for, for picking me up. Well, we didn't want to leave you there in the alleyway. We need some information. Trayton. Harold, you will know that there is a, a street called Monument Way. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was staying with his uncle or I would have gone straight there. I would be me wearing a cube costume as a spider that would then become me again wearing there the costume. There so many layers. Like you are going to end up sitting on my shoulder uh, and we're just going to walk away. Great. <laughs> I have two hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but um, I think this is uh, rather cause for some celebration. I think we should crack out some of that uh, VC wine, right? And now we continue. pick up in the morning at Harold's place. Uh, Harold, have you, are you a, like a, someone who cooks breakfast? Can Harold cook breakfast? Oh, he'd definitely be able to do like bacon and eggs and, you know, that kind of stuff. Meredith is very pleased about this. Thank you. Does Harold stock coffee? Um, probably not. Like he, I don't, like he would probably go out for coffee if he was going to have coffee. Potential and Meredith look very disappointedly at Harold's lack of coffee. <laughs> um, so let's say that Harold is uh, partway through frying up some breakfast. He hasn't served it yet, but he's uh, cooking when there's a knock on the door. And it, it's quite a sh- like a solid sounding knock. Is there um, a peephole on Harold's door? We've established there's at least a male flap. I'm, I, I, wa- I want to know, base. is there one of those little like... Security things? Yeah. To like check whether who's on the outside of your door. Door. Harold, this is your apartment. Does your apart- yeah. does your door have a? a is there peephole? a peephole on Harold's? Door? I imagine it would have, right? Like, given mm, yeah, it's fantasy medieval times. I imagine most people mm. have a little like, like mm. yeah, port sliding yeah sliding mm. thing. Um, so given okay. that that Harold is preoccupied in the kitchen, uh, who would go to the door? Well, Meredith would probably be all enthusiastic and then would run into the issue of not being able to reach <laughs> be able to see the people. The people. <laughs> mm. At which point, Potentia would stand up and <laughs> out of the armchair that she's probably been in pretty much all night and uh, Come rescue me. wander over and, and open the thing. Like, the not the door, but the... The peephole. Um, peephole. Through the peephole, you see Gore, who is standing out... Um, on Harold's uh, front doorstep is Stoop. Uh, I will slowly open the door. He, uh, he is like looking down the street and I'm just like, checking out the neighborhood um, when you when the door opens. Friend Potentia! Hello. Morning. God, how are you? Are you feeling better? Just a few bruised ribs. I'll be fine. Come in, come in! Harold's making breakfast. It's going to be awesome. Oh, uh, I was actually coming to invite you to breakfast. Oh, 
I got I got Potentia's message about the mascot costume, so I was here to pick it up and invite you to breakfast at my place. How about second breakfast? Elevenses. <laughs> oh, Kate, that look you just gave me was great. Can I come in? Oh, yes. Of course. Uh, she step. Potential probably steps out of the way and probably goes to let Harold know, in case he has not heard, that Gore is here. Harold has excellent perception. I think from the kitchen, his apartment isn't that big. He would hear. Yes, but she's she'd still be going to do mm-hmm. that regardless. So, friend Meredith. How are you doing? I'm fine. Hey, did you need somebody to have a look at those ribs? You mentioned that they were a bit cracked. Oh, you all good? No, just just slightly bruised. I'm I am fine. Uh, Gore is here, and let's just say Meredith may be inclined for second breakfast. Well, that's fine. I mean, I you know I only just did some bacon and eggs. It's nothing much. Yes, yeah, so maybe maybe press pause on the, well, the your family sized breakfast then. Uh, can I help you do anything while they do whatever they're doing? Can, do you need things moved or anything? No, I just need to get a few plates. Um, uh, Gore, you you want some bacon and eggs or I, I heard we have an invite to breakfast at your place. Ah, yes, friend Harold. I I am inviting all of you to breakfast at my place. Uh, Sigurd cooks an excellent big breakfast. For a small person, that's an impressive... Hey, you've met me, right? You'd be surprised how much a gnome eats. I'm sure I would be surprised. I wouldn't. Yes, well, that sounds good. I mean, it's probably better that we, uh, um, you know, this... This outfit gets a bit of a security detail. I don't know when uh, that fellow from the other place is going to wake up and find it's missing, but... Uh... Yes, you will have to tell me uh, how you managed to get it back. Oh, that is a good story. How about I tell you on the way over there? Well, we should... I don't want to impose on your meal, but maybe we should finish what Harold has already cooked first before we go. Yeah, and I'll basically just make some like, um, just like bacon and egg sandwiches that we can eat on the go. You know, just like mm-hmm. slap some bacon and egg between some bread and step out. Very nice. Uh, so the four of you. On the way over, potentially is 100% on the lookout for a coffee on her way because Harold did not have and is necessary regardless, given her lack of need of sleep, but also lack of sleep. Well, um, you're in Oak Row currently, and you'd know the area pretty well, so you can find mm. a place that... I imagine Potentia, given that you've spent a month now in Ferromastus, you would... She's found the coffee place in the morning for the walk to, to campus, 100%, and probably yeah. tried a few and been like, no, 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 yes, mm-hmm. this one. This yeah. one will do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you're actually travelling in a similar direction... Um, that you would normally walk to campus in the morning. You're getting a few looks as uh, Gore is carrying the costume above his head. Not wearing it, just carrying it. Um, but four <laughs> people walking down the street, one carrying a gelatinous cube costume. They, it draws some attention. 
when you cross the bridge that you would normally cross to get into Ferramust University. And then you hang a right though towards Lostwater. And uh, you're seeing Lostwater in a morning light, which compared to last night where you rushed through these, these streets, they have a, a lot more life to them. And you, know, you see kids running around. It's a Saturday morning. You see uh, families out for a morning walk. And there's quite a bit of a, like a suburban feel to the place. Um, a lot of little cafes and things. And you, you walk down a street which is much less maintained than it would be on Oak Row. The, the curbs are a little dirtier. There's still like a bit bits of rubbish and things around. But people are going about their day and having a good time. And you get down this street and you turn into what looks like a, a share house of some kind. And there are some shields that have been attached to the front door. Um, there are some fur pelts hanging around. Ben, is this a barbarian frat house? Because if it's a barbarian frat house, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> it is not a barbarian frat house, but it is a share house where Full Gore, Sigurd, and a couple other barbarians live. <laughs> You could see, yes. if you looked at Potentia, you'd watch her silently judging all the things on the outside of this house. Just like, your stuff belongs inside. It looks like they've got uh, like a clothesline, but they seem to be drying meat. <laughs> Please, come inside. Uh, the smell of, of whatever Sigurd is cooking is wafting through the front door. It's very pleasant. Um, it sounds, the sounds of like a, a big fry kitchen experience happening uh, is, is making its way outside. Meredith is like, oh, and she almost kind of does that thing in cartoons where like, you know, they kind of pick up on the smell and then like mm -hmm. float towards the smell. So you lose Meredith completely. She's gone. Please come in. Uh, the inside of this, this home is much warmer than you expected it to be. Um, there are furs everywhere like that there's there is not a single piece of floor uncovered rugs and things of all different kinds of makes um it looks as though someone has gone through multiple like rummage sales and just picked up every bit of comfortable soft thing they could find it it does not match in any capacity <laughs> um and like like there are three different kinds of couches in here please make yourself comfortable doesn't look like that's going to be hard. I am sorry about Hank. And he, he like moves um, a couple bottles that were on the couch and he like puts them up over the fireplace along a number of other empty bottles. <laughs> and you may be a little surprised to see Michael as well. Um, no surprise. No, <laughs> no surprise. No, what, what, what surprises you is that this is the first time you've seen Michael not in his guards cadet uniform he is wearing a shirt that's probably two sizes at least too big for him is that true because i thought he wasn't in his guard uniform at the bard party he was in a costume for the king's guard technically yeah, yeah. but he wasn't in his like that, that's so, true okay yeah this is the I'm first like, technically 
Okay. Um, so this is the first um, time we've seen Ben. That's not technically true. All right. So, <laughs> um, uh, so this is the first time you've seen Michael in casual clothing, like not a costume, not his guard cadet uniform. Um, he's wearing a shirt which is multiple sizes too big for him, um, and he's kind of looking a little, a little out of place. But he's looking very content sitting on the couch. He just kind of like, smiles at you as you walk in. Can Meredith like? Meredith has already, like, floated her way towards the kitchen. Yeah, she's gone. <laughs> I say, Poten- Potentia probably, like, indicates next to Michael on the couch in a sort of, like, can I sit here, but without saying that kind of way. Um, um, he just, you know, he just you know, smiles and nods. She's just going to sit down. Because she doesn't really want to sit anywhere, but, like, if she's going to pick a place, it's somewhere that someone else is already sitting mm-hmm. from a... Yeah, as you sit down, um, you notice that some of these couches are a little food stained, uh, bits of crumbs and things around, but you, you find a spot which is clean. Um, Harold, how do, you, how do you feel in this place? Um, yeah, I imagine Harold has a similar internal reaction to Potential, because obviously, um, you know, Harold, like, grew up in a pretty tidy place and um like like harold keeps his own place pretty at least clean if not if not tidy at least clean you know is is sort of Mm -hmm. harold's vibe like there might be a bit of like organized chaos in some areas but like it's always clean so it's sort of um but you know he's he he's been at uni for a few years now like he he would be used to going to places like this anyway so he probably just mm-hmm. there you know thinks oh well this just, barbarian share house yeah just sort of finds a place to sit i mean at least it's not you know that there are there are other share houses that i'm sure are in worse nick mm-hmm. than the barbarian share house mm-hmm. or at least the common room the common areas of the barbarian share house mm-hmm. so you can see that like gore is currently doing that like he, he's seen um you sit down and now he's like looking around he's starting to like tidy up a bit more doing that kind of oh wait we have guests now uh hang on let me just fluff these pillows um move these bottles <laughs> that's gonna help <laughs> can i just say that before she sits down potentia prestidigitates her where she's gonna sit please <laughs> yep because that's happening like realistically that happened mm-hmm. it just was yeah. it was it subtle it wasn't overt, put it that way. Okay. It was more okay. like just, I am clean. Mm-hmm. I've not like I've not been in this house before. I am cleaning this from a like mm-hmm. me perspective, not a. And I mean, that's, she she comes across as pretty pernickety about that stuff. That's yeah. Anyway, yeah. so okay. Given she pressed a digitated the table at o- at orientation week, I don't mm. know that this is a surprise to anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, in mm-hmm. this household. I'll see how breakfast is going. Uh, can I get you drinks? Coffee? I think we have some of that. Let me have a look. Uh, Harold, can I get you something? Uh, we have some juice. Um, we've got... Uh, it's freshly squeezed. Um, yes, juice sounds wonderful, actually, yes. Oh, great. Just imagine 
imagine a raging barbarian squeezing juice. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Are you milking a cow? I don't understand. Yeah, no, they, yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't have, they don't have a juicer. They would just like take the, the fruit into a bowl and just squeeze. <laughs> Freshly <laughs> squeeze is a very literal term for these people. Um, so Gaul go off into the kitchen where we find Meredith and Sigurd. Okay, so Meredith is like very definitely made herself at home. She's already got like a mug of coffee and is um, sitting mm-hmm. cross-legged on the table. Um, like has climbed up on a chair and is on the table and is having so a there is, chat with Sigurd. Uh, a lot like, of accommodations that have been made in this, this home for smaller people. Um, steps in front of the um, kitchen sink and things. Uh, and and Sigurd is currently standing on one of these and like with a fry pan cooking up some eggs and some bacon, some sausages. Um, it looks like he has uh, chopped up some potato and like made potato pancakes, like a like a like a hash brown type situation. Yes. Mm. Oh my gosh, I'm so here for that. And you know he's he's very busy, but he's happy to chat as he's going around. Good to see you're well. You too. Tell me, what have you put in that hash brown? Like, what what's in there? Is that like, so oh, is this kind of like a hash situation or is it a hash brown situation? What are we talking? Sorry, family secret. Can't tell you. No, you can't keep that kind of information a secret. I will figure it out. If you figure it out, I'll tell you. Okay, challenge accepted. Does, does Meredith have the identify spell? <laughs> <laughs> she does not. No. Yeah. Uh, Gore <laughs> walks into the kitchen and he proceeds to to make a cup uh, a cup of a mug of coffee and pour some some juice, um, maybe orange juice, into a glass. They and they don't match. They they're different things entirely. Like what he's pouring into. Ah, uh, Meredith. Yes. Glad to see you've made yourself comfortable. Always, Gore. You know me. Uh, have you have you met my other housemates? No, not yet. Uh, well, he keeps to himself. Um, don't be surprised if, a, if an orc walks through. Okay. He, he lives here. Fair enough. Uh, and he walks back into the, the main living room where Harold, Potentia and Michael are just like having a, a light conversation. Potentia, your coffee. Harold, your juice. How has he made this coffee? Like as in... At no point did anyone ask how I take my coffee. Mm-hmm. They've just made me coffee based on what they assume. How did they make coffee? It would have sugar and cream added to it. She takes the coffee, sips it, and is probably very, very slowly going to drink it on account of she wants the coffee, but this is way sweeter and richer than she would normally take it. Um, and I don't think... No, Gore does not have the insight to pick up that you don't like the coffee. <laughs> Gore has made the best cup of coffee he can make, in, in his opinion, and he has presented it to you. And as true coffee people will know, sometimes you just need to drink the coffee. So we're just going to drink the coffee. Mm-hmm. At which point you will notice that an orc will like walk out of a bedroom and into the kitchen, um, and then come back out of the kitchen with a cup of coffee and walk back into his bedroom. He doesn't say anything. He just walks past you all 
takes this and goes back to his room. And Gordon gives him like a, a wave as he walks past. That is my other housemate, uh, Alud. He is a wizard, in fact. They seem sociable. Uh, where he's very uh, focused on his studies. I believe he is in the School of Transmutation. Hmm. She sort of nods. Sigurd has prepared this meal, which I guess Meredith would help him carry some of these plates and things into the living mm-hmm. room. There isn't so much a table for eating. Like, there's no dining table. It's kind of laps and, and things. Um, and none of these plates match. And the cutlery doesn't match but he has prepared quite a a breakfast feast for you all meredith is probably already halfway through her meal when she gets to the living room yeah that's not an unfair assessment she's just like mulling over the contents of the the, like potato cakes Mm -hmm. like you're eating the potato cake like someone who sips a fine wine like "Mm, Mm -hmm. okay i'm detecting hints of Mm -hmm. is garlic chive i think Hmm. Hmm. Maybe some some cumin. I don't know. Interesting. Hey, Russ here. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd love it if you could recommend the podcast to a friend. It really helps us spread the word about the show. If you want to learn more about the world of dungeons and doctorates or submit questions and messages, check out dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet merch at merch.dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. Harold Potentia, how do you how do you feel about this meal you've been presented and in this home you've been invited into? I think Potentia probably grabs like, assuming there's like a cushion or something, mm-hmm. like a small one sitting there, somewhere. There are, there are no shortage of cushions in this uh, this home. She probably creates a table for herself on her lap, as in like lap cushion plate. Uh, for sorry, stability. I, I, thought, I thought you said like you were going to conjure something for yourself. She's not going to do that because of politeness of like, you don't have this. Mm-hmm. Ex- like she's just going to try and use what she can yeah. in, for, for now. Yeah, the, the, uh, the cushion plate anyway. idea is pretty common in this home. She probably starts inspecting what's on her plate rather than necessarily... She's, she's drinking her coffee at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like her focus is, is the, caffeination. The meal is, is maybe more greasy than you'd be used to for a breakfast. Um, lots of like egg and, and sausage and bacon and things. And lots of, it seems like it was cooked with lots of butter as well. It's a very yeah. rich meal. Uh, there'd be some chopped up mushroom and things as well that's been fried. Harold, what do you think of this meal? I mean, Harold probably is used to this kind of food anyway, like growing up in Furumastus and, and sort of, you know, uni life doesn't always lend itself to like gourmet cooking in the morning. So he's probably just content just to sort of chip away at it, you know, in between conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like Sigurd is very pleased with himself with this meal. He's like looking over it like he's... Uh, has completed something and he's now like looking over the results and like okay how can I do this better what what can I do next time like dissecting his own work uh, Gore has like just finished um, eating a slice of bacon uh, did you know that the postgraduate society is having a barbecue on campus this afternoon before the game barbecue where yeah postgraduate society is is doing a free barbecue for postgraduates on campus. 
oh my goodness, I am so there. Yes, we were going to head there later as well. Uh, I need to get the costume somewhere safe. Mm. Well, I think it'd be a good idea to stick together and maybe just make sure that everything gets to where it needs to be. What do you reckon? I mean, it seems like I, I don't particularly want to go through all of that rigmarole again just to get it back. Basically. And I assume that those... Well, I assume they had plans for it, Trayton and his friends. Yes, well, something tells me they might think twice next time, given what happened. Uh, but we'll see. Are you going to, to stay to watch the game? Um, yes, I mean, after all of this, I, I feel rather compelled to, you know, show my support. Not normally my scene, but, uh, you know, there's a first time for everything. I Well, I've never seen a game of Mugby before. I'd be really keen to check it out. Fantastic. I'm, I'm glad that you're all coming. Potential <laughs> hadn't responded, but he included her. No. Nope. <laughs> she knows. Mm-hmm. Um, She's also not promising to be there because... Mm-hmm. She's, we don't know what happens. Michael pipes up. Gore, you're still injured. I don't know if you're able to do your full performance in the costume. No, I will be fine. I, I mean, I could wear the costume. It, it fits me, I think. And then you just give me some pointers. I, I don't think I could lift those people the way you did, but we'll just let them know that we won't do that as part of the show. The, the halftime show. Hmm. I will think about it, Michael. Potentia is like sitting, because she's sitting next to Michael, is just like taking in all of this information, just more on a like, hmm, kind of mm -hmm. interesting. I mean, Gore, I could always help you out there, you know. You let me have a look. That, that would be appreciated. Um, cool. So Meredith is going to... Uh, I guess cast a spell because that's probably the uh, only way that ribs are going to get healed, right? You could do a medicine check. You could do a medicine check on him. Okay. Let me do that. First dice roll. I got a natural 20. Hey. Nice. Okay. So you can see that his ribs aren't like they aren't broken. There's mm. just like some some muscle muscle bruising around the site. Mm -hmm. um, the kind of stuff that magic wouldn't really heal. Like he's not injured as such. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like a, a lasting thing from from last night. Yeah. Um, that he would just have to naturally heal. Okay. Um. So yeah. So she's just gonna have a look and like, you know, click her tongue a little bit. Like, oh, I don't know that I can actually do anything about this one, Gore. You might have to let this one heal naturally and take it easy for a bit. I am a quick healer. I will be, I will be fine soon. Yeah, but you don't want to make it any worse. I have worked through more pain than this. Mm-hmm. Maybe split the difference, Gore. Maybe have a look and have a conversation with whomever else it sounds like you're throwing around during this halftime show, because for their safety, maybe those things don't happen today, but that's not going to stop you from, you know, doing your thing just at a more safe and appropriate level. A good idea. I, I will talk to them before the show. And worst case, Michael can be your backup, understudy, whatever. Uh, Harold will say that Michael and, and Gore exchange a quick look before going back to their meals. Um, Potentia, you're like next to Michael and your passive perception is... Yeah, you'd see this okay. as well. 
You take this as well. Yeah. Uh, so you'll, you'll finish up your meals. Well, some of you will finish up your meals. Meredith, I imagine, has... I've probably uh, given my hash browns to Meredith yeah. more because she's scarfed hers down so fast and he's clearly trying to work out what the heck's in them. Mm-hmm. So she's been gifted. And she's like throwing out ingredients browns. at Sigurd, like sweet potato? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Did you fry them beforehand or did you like blanch them beforehand? He's just like grinning as, as there, you try and pry this information from him. Is that white pepper or is it black pepper? I can't quite tell. <laughs> yeah, Potentia's probably like tried her best to, to... She's probably eaten some, but not very mm-hmm. much because it is so greasy that she's just like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> and also she's so highly caffeinated that like caffeine is an appetite suppressant. She actually doesn't need to eat that much food in the morning because mm-hmm. she's full of coffee. So, yep. Um, so you will you'll have a nice uh, morning here before Gore kind of stands up and says, "I think we should head to campus. There, there are some games, I believe, as well for the this barbecue. It is it is as much a social event as it is a free food event." It's all right, Gore. You had me at free food. Let's go. Spoken like a true postgraduate. Potential probably at that sentence is just like. Huh. Like, not out loud, but just like, true postgrad. Hang on, rude. <laughs> Hashtag not all pig- not all um, postgrads. <laughs> Hashtag not all postgrads. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in Gore's opinion. In Gore's opinion, yeah. Michael uh, will stand up. I, I, I just need to um, be right back. And he like, he walks down the hallway and goes into a room and closes the door. Uh, do you need to do anything this morning? I'm sorry if I've taken up your whole day. What day of the week is it? Is it a weekend? Saturday. Saturday. Eh, Saturday. Day off. Potentia probably, if we're going to campus, is probably going to duck home to change before she's wearing the same clothes as yesterday. Oh, yeah, we are too. probably just go home and change and stuff just from a, like, I'm not going out, quote unquote, in public. Mm-hmm. Gross. I mean, Meredith, if she needed to get changed, would have to walk through campus anyway. I honestly don't think Meredith would mind, hey? She's she's walked a long way um, exactly. with her to get here, so she's used to kind of being in clothes that aren't the mm-hmm. freshest. Yeah. Whereas Potentia's probably become more and more uncomfortable in the fact that she's not um, in fresh clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael will return back to the room. He's wearing his um, guard cadet uniform. Shall we? Lead on. Uh, is Potentia going to vocalise that she is going to head home? Uh, I will meet you all there. I'm just going to duck home, make sure that everything is still sorted there, given I'm currently holding a hand that people might want to get a hold of and things like that. I just want to make sure that everything's good and I will meet you on campus uh, shortly. Did you need someone to come with you, Potentia? No, I think I'm all right, uh, unless anyone particularly wants to, but uh, no, I think I'll I'll be fine. All right, then. We'll meet you there. Um, As you uh, go your separate ways, Potentia would hear um, Gore turn to Harold. What did she mean by a hand? Oh, I wouldn't worry about it. Gore, some, I don't know, maybe some conjuration project or something. Who knows? Can I get a deception roll from Harold? (laughs) Yeah. 18. Oh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't question your answer. 
poor Oblivious Gore. Aww. We love him. Um, so your your troop of of people uh, make your way into campus, carrying once again this uh, gelatinous cube costume while potential heads home to, to get changed. She's going to check that everything is there and locked away and um, any wards and stuff that she was has been using to hide that from scrying eyes are, are back up. Um, um, so something that will be different when you get home mm-hmm. is there is a letter for you. Okay. We don't have to um, read it now, but you'd recognize the Imperium stamp on it. Um, she's going to put that in the bag that she's taking with her um, mm-hmm. with a view that maybe at the mugby match when everything is going on she'll have a couple of minutes to herself or whatever um, to look at it um, she's yeah gonna sort of get changed pack up probably some like when I say snacks I mean like small amounts of popcorn or whatever mm-hmm. just so that because although she probably hasn't been to a mugby match before she's probably been to sporting events and knows that invariably the concessions cost vastly too much money Mm -hmm. at an event like that so she's bringing her own Mm -hmm. um snacks um and yeah so just as probably like gathered up her stuff um left behind anything that she doesn't need but in saying that she's also fully aware of what happened the day before so is like prepped okay eventuation eventual eventualities and things like that of that nature okay uh and then has probably agreed to meet everyone at the postgrad student mm-hmm. barbecue because that's mm-hmm. the most efficient so that way if they split off somewhere at least there's a generalized meeting point yep okay um so we'll jump now across to that at the student uh, by postgraduate student barbecue you see well, actually, let's have Potentia as our, our lead in here as she walks in. Yeah. So you will see that there are quite a number of people here standing around some portable barbecues. Um, they appear to be cooking up some simple, like, um, sausages, little, um, like, chops and things, as well as someone over on the side with a table is, like, dicing up a big salad and things. You know how in Australia we have all the free barbecues everywhere in the parks? They mm. don't exist in other countries. Literally not a thing anywhere else. Nope, because everywhere Literally else they would get destroyed and thing. Australians are good at not destroying the, fr- the, the free food maker. Yeah. Um, yeah. How amazing is that? Never occurred to me. Anyway, yeah. sorry, continue. She probably cast her eyes around to see if there's any of the people from her office or anyone she recognises from, like, orientation week, like... Zadar, for example, not that she knows those people, but like mm-hmm. sort of sizing up who's around. Yeah, so Zeta has uh, taken up prime position next to one of these um, barbecues as she's like greeting everyone that's coming through, getting a plate, doing that like shake everyone's hand type situation. At the end of the day, she is the president of the, of the postgraduate student representative society. She is, in, at least in... Um, the context of Ferro Masters University, a politician. As Kate, the player, a former student politician. Ugh. Yep. Great. <laughs> She's very friendly and personable, but she is also there with somewhat of an agenda. Yeah. 
she's got her she's got her roll hat on at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So you will see you yeah. will see your you office companions. Um, some of them yeah. are there. They are uh, currently like in a circle chatting about something. Um, you'll spot a couple of barbarians, and when you look amongst them, you don't quite see who you're looking for. But over on the other side, you do see Harold and Meredith, Gore and Michael, Sigurd as well. Um, they've picked up a few other people. Heidi is there, uh, as is um, Katya is there. Raymond is there as well. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> if Katya's there, then that means Raymond's there. <laughs> so is is um, Louise, Meredith's friend from mm-hmm. the, the college dorm. Um, Redding is there as well. He's already yes. like started to play some music. Uh, it's a it's a full group of people that you recognize. I would probably actually wander over to the group of my office, sort of acknowledge Meredith and Harold and and that group. But walk over to my office mates more in a view to like, it would be rude if I didn't say hi. Mm-hmm. I should like do the rounds. It's the the sort of like instinctive person who's had to do a lot of big functions thing of like mm-hmm. you arrive and you do the rounds and then you settle to wherever you're. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be so she's doing that okay um so as you make your way around let's jump over to, to harold and meredith who you've been here for about an hour or two now and you're well and truly settled people are chatting you've like got your got some food you've settled down meredith is maybe thinking about going for seconds or thirds she's kind of torn between going for seconds and also joining reading as well and playing some music for people Mm-hmm. Um, well, he and he and Louise have like sat down. Don't pay for exposure dollars. Got to get paid. <laughs> uh, well, Redding and Louise ha- have both sat down, and they're like Redding is, is is playing a guitar, and he's just kind of like strumming along, and Louise is kind of not with lyrics, but just kind of like singing, humming a little along, bit, yeah, like, yeah, humming along to it. Mm-hmm. And Meredith's already doing that thing that musicians do, where they like they're tapping on their um, on the floor or on their knee or something like that, like tapping along a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a song you recognize, it's just kind of like a, an impromptu yeah. thing. Harold, you've interacted with, with Raymond a couple times. Mm. You've noticed in while chatting with him today, he's much more subdued. Oh, mm-hmm. I wonder why um, that would be. Uh, a little bit like the wind's been taken out of his sails. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like him. This is Kate, the player. I mean, potentially has issues with him, but not like nearly as much as I do. <laughs> Um, but, but Katya has, is trying, like she, Katya has spent enough time around Harold to know when he has a story he wants to tell. Mm-hmm. And she's like doing that thing where she's like, Hey, how are you going? Like, how have you been, been up to anything recently? Um, does Harold bite? Is he going to, to tell his, his most recent exploits or is he kind of keeping that one close to the chest? I think actually this time, um, He's probably keeping this one a bit closer to his chest because it it's a bit more um, like sensitive almost. Like the other stuff was kind of like fun, but like like this seems to have like more long term consequences. And I think he's keen just to sort of keep it a bit quiet this time. Um, although probably okay. what he will do is um, he will say. Um, 
Yes, I was thinking of trying to, you know, generate a bit of extra income. You know what it's like being a postgrad. And um, I signed up with the uh, Adventurers Guild and he'll show off his seal. Mm -hmm. um, um, her eyes almost have stars <laughs> as you show off the seal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and even though, like, and, and even Raymond can't help but, like, look impressed that you've taken this leap. And I'll, I'll probably, you know, like, noticing you know, Raymond being a bit sort of subdued and I'll say, how are you feeling, Raymond? I mean, that, that was a, that was a bit of an ordeal, wasn't it, really? Yeah, uh, it's, you know, like you can see like he like rubs his chest where the wound would have been. Mm. Um, I'm okay. Just, um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine. It's a, it's a lot scarier when you're sort of up close and personal w with things, isn't it? He like pauses. Yeah. Hey, I don't. I don't know if I said thanks. Um, for for that, I think, I think you kind of saved my life a little bit there. So, thanks. Well, I think um, anyone, you know, no one would have let you suffer, Raymond. I mean, and to be fair, you couldn't have known what would happen with that thing. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how it was sold to you, but um, I, I get the feeling that the person who sold it to you really actually had some rather poor intent. And, you know, you were just the unfortunate one who got caught up in it all, but... I suppose, you know, we can all learn a lesson to be a little more cautious around, you know, especially magical objects we don't know about. It's, uh, yeah, you know, it's not as, um, yeah, you know, in all of those, uh, like adventuring magazines, it, 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 it sounds so, um, like glamorous and, you know, they make it sound like it's all glory, but there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, danger you know and, and i think we could all stand to be a little more cautious yeah Harold is so nice <laughs> i'm definitely going to uh, avoid tabaxis from now on well i mean i wouldn't i i maybe just ones you don't know very well you know actually have all you right. met um the the new leader of the the guild over there high noon is uh she's a tabaxi and um, she's lovely, actually. I I did see there was a Tabaxi administration person there. I didn't really go in. Um, I, I haven't actually had the chance to organize any uh, dinners over there recently. I should really get on that. I'll just keep an eye out for uh, for grey Tabaxis with black stripes. Yes, I suppose so. Harold, can I get you to roll a wisdom for me, please? Just straight wisdom? Uh, um, wisdom or intelligence? Your choice. All right, wisdom it is. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, hello, Druid. <laughs> How your wiz? Uh, 16. <laughs> this is the first he has mentioned black stripes. Hmm. And... 
not something you remember uh, about the tabaxi in the underlibrary. But he was, like, he had a mask on, he was clothed. But this is new information for you. Hmm. Yeah, Howard probably just sort of stores that one away. Seeing that you and Raymond have, have finished your little chat, Catcher, like, immediately imposes into this conversation. Tell me about the guild hall. Uh, who did you meet? Did you meet anyone famous? Well, I, you know, I, I honestly, it was a bit of a flying visit, but um, I actually did meet the um, the master of antiquities there, and he was a very interesting fellow, actually. Um, Meredith sort of um, offended him a little uh, by uh, imposing sobriety on him, if you can imagine such things. Um, but no, he he's very knowledgeable, and it was very interesting. Um, he he knew my uncle, which was you know, which was nice. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I'm maybe looking forward to going back there and you know, starting out small, something simple, hopefully, you know, with few complications if possible, but. We'll see how things go. Great. I, I can't wait to, to hear more. Um, let's leave Harold and Katya and Raymond and go over to Meredith, who I think by this stage has probably wandered back over to the, the food table. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You can't help but notice there is someone here who is conjuring pastries on the table out of thin air. <laughs> Do conjured pastries actually like provide you with like a sufficient caloric intake like can you actually burn those calories or are they empty calories um they they're calories you can burn but then after like an hour do they snap back and it's like you never had any of those calories nope all? they are creating this food whoa cool welcome to our conjurers are awesome ah okay cool <laughs> she says knowing like mm -hmm. anyway pastries what sort of pastries are they, Ben? Noticing your interest in these these pastries, this long-haired human that's been conjuring them uh, stops and, and looks at you and like invites you forward. Please, I would like you to come and try some of my my summoned goods. Oh, what have we got? I would recommend uh, this good this goodberry eclair. <gasps> oh, goodberry or gooseberry? Goodberry. What's a good berry? Ah, it is a druid and ranger spell, usually, uh, that mm. is summoned and provides hit points and is very good and, and um, it can provide nourishment for you for almost an entire day, usually. Oh. I, I have spent my entire wizarding life specializing in the summoning of, of foods and desserts. Oh. And modifying spells to... Okay, them. I haven't met uh, you, but we should be friends. My name's Meredith. Hello again, listeners and fans of the show. Once again, it is me, Ben, your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM here, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DN Doctorates, and to check out our website, dndoctorates.com. I'm putting the final touches on an episode that we're going to be recording this Saturday. And there's a great NPC in there that I haven't named yet. And I am looking for a name. If you recommend the show and tag us on Twitter, 
you might hear an NPC named after you in a future episode. So remember to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. I have a personal message to read out on the episode, and this one is from me to all the previous players that I ever DM'd a game for. As your DM, it was a pleasure to run games for you. And while some of those games have faded, just life getting in the way, I don't consider those games finished, just on hiatus. Because I hope that one day we can sit down and play again. So from me to you, thank you for being the players that I remember. And thank you for listening to the show now. If you would like a message on the show read out by myself, Joe, Kate, Ross, or as any of the characters in the show, you can submit those via our link tree or the link on our website, dndoctorates.com. Send a message to someone you care about and let us be your voice to do so. I've been seeing posts online from some of you posting up uh, with the merch that you've been getting from dndoctorates.threadless.com. And I love seeing the shirts. I love seeing people repping Ferro Masters University. It's so cool to see something that we've created being enjoyed by you. Uh, keep them coming. I, I want to see, see more people out there in the community wearing, wearing our merch and, and showing off stickers and all those cool things that we've got. If you would like to get your hands on some DN Doctorates merchandise and support the show, all the money goes back into things like hosting fees. You can find it all at dndoctorates.threadless.com. The next episode of the show is coming out next Thursday, the 18th of March. So I won't hold us up any longer and we'll get back to the episode right now. Hello, I am Parfait. Nice to meet you, Parfait. <laughs> Best name ever. Um, Parfait, do you have a last name? Mine's Meadowlark. Oh, um, it is kind of a... Uh, a mononym. It is a single name that I go by. Also, oh, like Madonna. No. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so no also, like are... Potentia. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am actually here on a sort of uh, academic um, exchange situation. Oh. Uh, I am from from Valley Forge, uh, in in the north in the Old Kingdoms. Oh, interesting. Um, um, yes, my the the leader of my kingdom. Um, he is uh, Leifrey Darastrix. He is the descendant of the universe. This university's founder. So, oh, uh, myself and some of my colleagues, we have come to uh, kind of see how things are here. And he, he points over to to three men who are having a conversation. Um, those are some of my colleagues who I have come with. They are, uh, and you, they look like triplets. Right. These, these three men um, having a conversation with each other. All right, Meredith like blinks at them a little bit and then turns back to the food and goes, okay. <laughs> How long are you guys in town for? We're not sure. We're just, uh, we came down for a trip and um, we were here on some business. We're, we're traveling with someone who is uh, specializing in teleportation magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's trying to build some kind of teleportation network thing and uh, I was I think they brought me along just for the catering to be honest 
Oh, well, they have absolutely got the right idea. Can I try one of these? Yes, this. This is a, a modified Hero's Feast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's just a, a part of that. It's here. Try Try this muffin. Okay. And so she takes a really big bite. Mm. It is delicious mm. and very refreshing. Um, if you had any... Oh, my uh, goodness. You, you aren't currently wounded in any way and you don't have any levels of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. But if you did, you would be healed in some capacity. Okay. It's good to know. Does, does Meredith also have advantage on wisdom saving throws for the rest of the day now? She does. Mm. Yes. So advantage on wisdom saving throws. Yeah. Hero's mm-hmm. Feast is dope. Amazing. Uh, we'll get there eventually. None of us can get it yet. Parfait the wizard has spent their entire wizarding life creating uh, pastry versions, dessert versions of these spells. Can um, can Meredith's like eyes start watering like she's she's almost in tears. <laughs> she's like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. This is so good. Can I can I take one for later, maybe? Yes, of course you can take some. <gasps> Amazing! Thank you so much, Parfait. Oh. This has just been one of the most amazing food experiences of my life. It is, it is a pleasure. I would love to talk to you more. I, I once uh, helped stop a, a conflict by creating a crock and bush. Um, mm. Okay, you have to tell me that story at some point. It was the, the key ingredient, I think, to, to smooth things over between two leaders having a diplomatic conversation. Amazing. Uh, sorry, I think... Uh, Meredith and Parfait are just going to like vibe for a bit. Yes. And she is going to stuff her face. Um, Potentia, you've uh, been doing the rounds, chatting with your office mates. uh, Probably avoiding Raymond as much as I humanly can. Mm -hmm. Or Um, elfenly can. mm -hmm. Um, So would you make your way over to Meredith with the dessert table? um, Yeah, probably. Um, I do a pit stop. I'd, I'd probably check in with um, my office mates and also double check with um, Haldora that her room got sorted after the bard party because I like might have seen her but haven't actually seen her socially and I know that she when she's in the office likes to work so trying mm. to make sure that um, uh, she'll tell you that uh, her floor has been repaired. Good. Good. Um, I sort of listened to their conversation for a bit and then probably head, um, yeah, probably over to Meredith because if Harold is talking to anyone from the Adventurers Appreciation Society, not interested. It's fair. Um, so, yeah, pit stop via there and then probably off to see Michael and Gore and Heidi. Okay. Um, do you grab one of Parfait's fantastic desserts? Yeah, I probably do because I would, as, because... Snacks are expensive at sports games, and so having extra food snacks is not a bad choice, regardless mm-hmm. of whether she plans on eating them. Having them still a still a good plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably grab, given that there's the three of us, um, I probably grab three just from a like mm-hmm. throwing stuff in my bag anyway. Chuck it in my bag. Okay. And uh, Parfait will like show you the things they have conjured, created, transmuted. I must talk to you at some point. I'm also in the School of Conjuration, so it'd be fascinating to learn more about um, your sub-discipline, I suppose. 
Yes, well, there aren't many people who are particularly interested in specializing in desserts, but... It's still one of those things. My, my focus is on where things come from, and so it's, a, it's of interest to me to talk to you about where the kinds of uh, things that you... Just to make sure that I'm not narrowing my focus too far. That's fair. Um, I'm glad that you are interested in my research. Uh, a lot of people where I come from, they thought I was maybe a bit of a joke. Uh, but then the... Let's just say where people come from doesn't necessarily reflect the good work that they might otherwise be doing. I, I would agree. The The new lord of my kingdom, he, he appreciated my work and found some use for me. So that was good. You are interested in where things come from. Have you uh, spoken to... Um, any of the people in the high energy magic department, I understand they are particularly unusual when it comes to understanding the fundamentals of magic. Uh, my companions, they point to the triplets. They are quite versed in such things. How, uh, well, I, I will, I will endeavor to do so. How long are you around campus for? I think we are going to be around for ooh, at least a month, I would say. Well, I will, I will organize a time that is not of a social hour, perhaps. I believe we have been invited to speak at some kind of uh, academic gathering on this Tuesday. Ah, yes, the, uh, yes, I, I will see you there. Ah, good. Well, then I, I will. I think, I mean, I am providing some kind of catering for the event, so I, I'm sure I will see you there. I'm sure it will be great. Uh, and then she's going to head off to Michael and Gore. Was Meredith a part of that conversation? You were there. You're like in in cake heaven at the moment. Yeah, gotcha. But like you you can can have heard the conversation and have stuff you want to say. Like I'm not, I'm not not interacting with you. What's happening on Tuesday? We've talked about this. The, um, oh God, what did you technically call it? Because I don't want to get the phrasing wrong for. Uh, Academic book club. Right. Yeah. I told you about this. The the academic book club that's happening on Tuesday. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. That's all right. You, your mind is full of pastry. Cake. Yep. Yes. That is um, not go an speak. inaccurate summary. <laughs> I'm going to go check in on our barbarian friends. I will all see right. you shortly. I might see you over there in a sec. She eats. Okay. Disappears off. Um, Harold, uh, you've actually noticed that there were a couple of professors here as well, in, like at this postgraduate event. They're just kind of doing that. Thing that professors sometimes do they show up to these events do a bit of socializing realize they're not really with their peers and then head off um but uh you see professor kegstone he's currently um currently uh eating a plate of sausages when he sees you across the across the way um and he like finishes one and makes his way over towards you how do it's it's good to see you again um, I'm sorry to interrupt your conversation. Do you mind if I just uh, have a word with you? No, no, of course. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to to say that I've been able to speak with some of the administrators at this university here, and I've uh, I've arranged some compensation for you and your, your companions. You, you went through some some physical and emotional stress, and. Uh, I feel it is important you're compensated for that. Oh, well, that's, um... The university has insurance and things, and and I want to make sure that you're all okay. I see. I mean, that's that's very kind of you to think of as, uh, Professor. I I really appreciate it, and you you probably remember what it's like being a 
you know, a young postgraduate uh, trying to get by. Um, I mean, how are you doing? I mean, it must be, uh, it must be a bit of a shock, you know, dealing with one of your own turning on you like that. I, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine, honestly. Um, he noticeably tenses as you discuss the events of the, the past week. Yes, it's most unfortunate. Um, I really, I can't go into too many details because the investigation's ongoing, but, well, uh, as you can imagine, there's been a, a bit of a rift within the family. Yes, I'm, uh, I, I'm sure, I'm sure there is. Um, do you know, do you know how the investigation's going? I don't... I don't want to say too much, but have you spoken to Bonin? I think he may actually be able to potentially shed a little bit of light on your cousin's uh, benefactors. The librarian here? No, I haven't spoken with him. We've uh, we've had a couple of dealings with people who were, uh, let's say, a little resistant to the you know, the democratization of knowledge and such, and something tells me your cousin may have been uh, wrapped up in that uh, a little, although for their own reasons, I'm, I'm sure. But yes, I, I think um, maybe maybe connecting with Bonin about this, uh, they may be able to help you, uh, you know, perhaps your, uh, whoever is heading up the investigation over at the mountain, um, it, it may provide a few leads, uh, I'm not sure, but it's, it's worth having a, a little chat, I think. Thank you for suggesting that, Harold. I'll, I'll, I'll have a chat with him and see if if he can shed some light on this, this for me. I mean, hopefully it makes things a little easier on you as well, right? I mean, I, I think one of the hardest things when something like this happens is when you, you don't know why. And uh, I know it would help me if this ever happened to, oh, to I me. I think I know why. Uh, Harold, I believe, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, but there there is a group of people, uh, young dwarves, uh, who quite vocal about the mountain being moved. Seems my cousin was part of that group. Well, it's unfortunate, but uh, I suppose, uh, you know, when you're young, it's easy to get swept up in things. I. I know about that myself a little, you know, a sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of adventure appreciation circle. I was very into that as an undergraduate and of course, because my uncle was, you know, a bit of a, a role model as well. So he, he, he nods. Yes, well, I think the investigation is trying to work out where he acquired that golem. That seems to be the missing piece of the puzzle. Yes, well, something tells me Bonin might very much have uh, some information for you in that regard. Um, we sort of came across the golem. I don't know if I told you, but uh, we had a little run-in with it in the underlibrary as well. So I think that might be very helpful. I will. I will have a chat with him. Thank you. And I'll, I'll make sure that um, you and Meredith and Potentia you you get some some compensation for your troubles. Yes, well, that would be great. And, um, you know, after all of this, the thing that uh, 
obviously sort of slipped my mind a little is, uh, the, you know, those amazing observations that we made. So I'm keen to obviously meet some, sometime soon and, uh, you know, discuss the, the, the implications of that and how we proceed. Um, you know, really yeah, to do I, with I the... Think, I think next week on, on Wednesday during our regular meeting time, we'll, we'll discuss how we're going to proceed with that. If that's okay with you, of course. Yes, no, uh, absolutely. Good, good. Uh, I, I need to head off now, but I'll, I'll see you next Wednesday. All right, then. I'll see you then. He'll, like, um, give you a wave and head off. Meredith is still at that dessert table, vibing with this wizard, but Potentia has made her way over to Gore and Heidi and Sigurd and Michael. Um, where does Harold head off to now? Hmm. You see there are... You, you, you remember Potentia's office mates? Um, they're off having like a discussion over on the side. There are these triplets having a conversation near um, the, the food tables. Would you have had gone off and had a chat with previous, like before potentially arrived? Would you had have a chat with um, with Zeta? Um, is Harold in any way interested in student politics? No, Harold is. <laughs> Was so certainly <laughs> not um like harold harold's whole deal is like issuing basically what he perceives at least as like stuffy traditions and like bureaucracy and like like to harold that stuff is really like basically just not appealing like obviously like with his father and his his brother being sort of very wrapped up in that stuff like he understands the value of it but it's just not for him like he he doesn't have disdain towards those people he just is really uninterested like i imagine he would have you know said hello and you know done the pleasantries but um how far away is the actual mugby match uh so you are currently um up where you met originally wow just a month ago for the orientation scavenger hunt mm. and the mugby match is way down the path towards the field that will be where it is held down the where the, the running track is and the that kind of area mm. and like how long till the match starts uh by now it would be mid-afternoon it's still a couple hours away okay okay um mm. I think Harold will probably just um, sort of looking around and realizing that he's probably um, exhausted conversation with the adventurers for now, um, would probably head over to Meredith and Potentia if he sees them uh, interacting over by the, the, the food, like the, the conjured food. Yep, so Meredith, oh, well, Potentia has made her way over to the barbarians, so she's not there at the moment. Meredith is, though. So I'd probably head over to Meredith. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Be curious what's going on over there. Um, when you get there, Meredith just kind of looks up at you and goes, oh my goodness, Harold, you have to try this. And she like points it at one of the hero's feast pastries. Uh, sorry, uh, I, uh, I don't think we've met before. Do, do you mind? No, please have some. Um, I am Parfait. I am here on ex uh, exchange situation. My new best friend. A traveling academic. 
there's a look across Harold's face as if to say, mm-hmm, that, that tracks. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Someone who, who creates desserts, Meredith's best friend. Yep, that yep. tracks. Uh, I'm just going to roll a... I think for me it would be wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, so I'll uh, I'll eat the um, I'll I'll eat the the food. Uh, what what does it take? Is it like a cake or like a, a pastry? What, um, what like what have is, I picked up? Uh, you would have picked up like a very small like um, cake, something mm. uh, smaller than like smaller than an apple, entirely like self-contained yeah. little cake. Nice, like a kind of like mouth bite, like bite size sort of. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Amuse bouche. Yeah. Mm, and amuse bouche. Yes. And I'll, mm, it is you. amusing. It is amusing. Mm. Oh, excuse me. Wow. This is uh this is excellent. And uh you right? you baked this or No, this wasn't created entirely with magic. Ah, of course. You know, I'm starting oh, I can I can feel it. Now now that I've eaten it, I I uh, yes, I do know this. This is the uh, the, what do they call it? A hero's feast, right? Technically, is it a modified version of the hero's feast? Yes, yes. You must be very. Le- this is incredibly difficult to to pull off. I I got to sample one of these during my undergraduate. Uh, uh, actually, one of the uh, very wizened druid uh, came in and uh, and and showed this to me uh, and the class, uh, and I was very impressed. I, I would. I'd love to learn to do this myself one day, but uh, I think it's a little far off for now. But um, oh, this is amazing, and I I, the, I remember this feeling well. Uh, yes, thank you very much. This is this is excellent. Uh, so you say you're on exchange? Where are you um, on exchange uh, from? I'm a traveling academic with some of my colleagues. We have come down from Valley Forge. Uh, it is in the old, what you would call the old kingdoms. Um, the leader of my country, he is a descendant of, uh, Darastrix, the man who, uh, founded this university. Ah, amazing. Well, I, I hope you're enjoying it here so far, um, in our little corner of the world. It is, it is nice, yes. Uh, it is unusual that we have such a, a sprawling... Uh, a spread out university. My, where I am from, all of the the wizards are in this one big tower. Yes, that is a little more traditional, of course. Um, yeah. But yes, no, I, I honestly, I, I really, uh, I like this campus a lot. Uh, a lot of green spaces. It's, it's nice, you know, have somewhere quiet to spend a little time in between classes and such. Yes, it is. It is quite a nice campus, and the city is is also very nice. Uh, I noticed that you have not got. Um, as many large walls as back where I am from. Uh, do you not have problems with things like giants or other monsters? Well, not in my lifetime, I don't think, or perhaps several others. Um, yes, the city, uh, I, I don't really know why. I mean, of course, we, we, you know, I imagine in the hills there are the same dangers as in any place, of course, but, uh, yes, for some reason the city is... Well, at least normally, a very relatively safe place to be. It's uh, It was a good place to grow up, you know? Hmm, it sounds like a good place. I have enjoyed my time here so far. At this point, the, the three, what you would describe as triplets, uh, come over, pick up like a, a cake each. Parfait, you have made friends with zombie people. Hello, we are Wolfgang, Wolfgang, and Wolfgang. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. Nice to meet you. Does that not get confusing? No, I, I am the original Wolfgang. This Wolfgang is from a parallel universe, and that Wolfgang is a doppelganger who uh, imitates us and reads our minds. It's a very okay. uh, interesting dynamic you have going on there. I'm Meredith. Hi. We wanted to speak with the most intelligent people we could come up with, so... And you found your way to the two of us? I, I'm assuming you're here for Parfait. <laughs> uh, I think you misunderstood what I said, but... Parfait is, from, he is with us from Valley Forge. Ah, I see. Well, what is it you study? Uh, well, I am studying uh, astronomy at the moment. Um, you know, looking at the stars and other objects in the sky. Um, and uh, Meredith, I'm sure, uh, could tell you a lot about uh, what she's doing. Um, it's a very different field to, to what I'm studying. Mm, yeah, it's a little bit more sociology based. So we're looking at how um, artificing and medical suppliers and that kind of thing cater for people who are smaller than average. Uh, I see one of the, uh, how you would say, hand waver your subjects. Mm-hmm. Meredith, Meredith just kind of looks at them and like takes another bite of a cake and chews. We study uh, high energy magic. We look at the fundamentals of what makes magic work in the universe. And uh, we've had some few problems along the way, but uh, every problem is a new opportunity to learn. And the, the two other wolf gangs who aren't speaking will like nod in agreement. Well, oh, very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that's a little uh, beyond what I do, but um, it sounds like... Uh, you know, that you're, you're kept busy. I suppose having three minds, you know, concentrated on a problem certainly helps a little. Yes, it's good to have all of us work together on a problem. It's sometimes good to have different opinions, uh, to approach the, the problem from a different perspective. Are you not all the same person, though? No, I am, I am Wolfgang from this universe. And one of these two other wolf gangs is from another universe who we had a uh, high energy magic experiment go a little wrong. And uh, one of our universes collapsed. We're not entirely sure which one it was, but there are now two of us. And uh, one of us is uh, a doppelganger mind reading creature. Okay, so the doppelganger mind-reading creature, they would have two different perspectives because you've got one person from a universe and another person from another universe. Presumably they make the opposite decisions, right? So would you no, not have... No, we, we, we both, in fact, we were, we were working on the same experiment for uh, at the same time. Uh, it's just that maybe I got a one, he got a two. It was very close uh, universe collapse. Very, very okay. close. Okay. One tiny change affecting the entire timeline. And then, yeah, the, the doppelganger, he is a creature from the Far Realms uh, in, out in the planar sphere. He found our way through a dimensional uh, planar bridge. Yeah. What do you get up to in your laboratories? Forgive me for the assumption. I, I'm sure your doppelganger is a, you know, a lovely chap, but don't... 
from my studies at least, doppelgangers normally try and sort of assume the life of their the, the person they're copying, no, eventually? Or have you reached some agreement with them? It's a, sorry, this is just all very peculiar to me, as you can imagine. Uh, they look at they look at, at each other. We have come up with a solution that is amicable f- for all of us. We are three minds, but of the the same thinking. Well, we make it work. Yes, of course. I suppose so. I mean, that's uh, yes, that's fascinating. So, uh, you're here as part of an exchange, then uh, as well. We are three. Uh, we are academics. Um, on a exchange situation, we have come to do some some learning in a different environment to try and um, see if a different place causes different thoughts, something to stimulate our minds in different ways. We are here with someone who is trying to set up a teleportation network. His name is Panrel Serpenthelm. Maybe you have heard of him. No, I can't say I have. I, I no. Does it ring a bell? I don't really um, like high magic. Isn't really my forte. Uh, our friend Potentia, though, uh, she's um, she has a very studious approach to magic. Uh, I'm sure she could uh, have some thoughts on on all of this. But uh, no, I I uh, I practice a bit more of a primal sort of magic, if you like. Uh, you know, sort of drawing on nature and uh, the heavens, as it were. Ah. We understand that can be useful um, in certain circumstances. Meredith is just, like, very slowly eating her another pastry and, like, angrily chewing. Yeah. Uh, if you will excuse us, we were uh, actually in the middle of a heated uh, debate over... Well, it's, it's never mind. It's probably over your heads. Um, mm-hmm. Good to meet you. Yes, I'm sure. Well, um, yes. Don't let me stop you. They'll walk away. Howard just looks at, like looks over at Meredith, like with the side eye, and then rolls his eyes the other way. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is everything wrong with academia. Let's go over here. <laughs> I love that I wasn't there. It's amazing because I would have played right into that and just been like, yes, yes. And you both would have been like. You can see that Parfait has noticeably deflated um, when the Wolfgangs came over. Mm-hmm. Um, like a souffle in the mm-hmm. oven, uh, been a little flattened by all that hot air. Um, <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Interesting uh, friends of yours. Hey, uh, Parfait. Must be uh, interesting conversation on the road, I'm sure. I would say friends is perhaps too uh, familiar. Mm, yeah, they I'm are getting more, that impression. Uh, they are academics from my wizard tower. They Friends is too strong. Uh, compatriots, perhaps? Or... or Fellow academics, associates would be good. Well, I suppose it takes all types, doesn't it, in the end, you know, to... uh... Should it, though? Well, I don't know, honestly. (laughs) 
I think I have uh, created quite enough desserts here. Um, would you mind if I uh, join the two of you for some conversation? I, I have not met many people. Uh, no, absolutely not. Just... Harold, we should we should um, head over to, to see the others. Uh, we can introduce you. Yes, I, I'd be delighted to, honestly. It's always nice mm. to meet someone from, you know, far off land and all that. That would be very nice. I would appreciate that. Thank you. Come with us. Um, as you turn around, uh, <laughs> Meredith, you almost bump into Aldwin, who had like walked up to the conversation, but not stepped in yet. Yeah, right. Oh, hi. How are you going? Ah, Ethan. Hi. Nice to see you again. Uh, it's actually, um, it's, yeah. Uh, Harold, it's, um, hey. <laughs> We're heading over this way. Do you want to come with us? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Thank you. Uh, awesome. I, I, I heard that as you walk, I, I heard that your your college got attacked by by kobolds oh i think attacked is a strong word i think all they did was just get in and terrorize our cook for a bit ah um i'd i'd love to hear anything you you know about the event i didn't hear anything i'm really sorry oh yeah uh, okay only thing i know is that i think they stole a turkey turkey Harold has purposefully like walked just so ever so slightly ahead with Parfait. Um, so there's like just like you know that like five <laughs> to seven like meter gap. Um, and Harold will, Harold will be disengaging Parfait in, you know, like conversation of that kind of stuff. What? Mm -hmm. Meredith likes putting other people in awkward positions. It's true. Welcome she does. to the club, babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. 